Welcome to Mother Puckers, the first and only podcast for hockey moms by a hockey mom, and that's me, Julie Bardownski. Season 2, Episode 2. Hopefully you all got your Episode 1 in and really understood some of the different aspects of mental health in all sports and how we can look for signs and be there for uh, our little our little humans and their brain health and their guardians of their brain body connection if you didn't notice which i hope you didn't taking a few months off of doing anything that you're not very good at you have to retrain yourself and in today's episode you might hear a little bit of that as well but technical difficulties commenced however i think it sounded great last week's episode this week it's going to sound great too i conducted uh, today's interview a couple months ago in July and it was my first interview that I had done in a few months and because of that I forgot to turn her mic on. So with the magic wizardry that my husband possesses in the realm of audio editing since he is in the music biz he made it sound really great. So Maggie, thank you for letting me interview you and uh, remind me that the skills that I have developed over the course of my podcasting, I need to keep developing until I can hire a producer or an editor. So speaking of that, I will be sending out my Patreon site. Patreon is an opportunity for my listeners to help support Mother Puckers and the costs that it takes to produce and deliver content to you. So if you just have a dollar, you'll be able to send it over to my Patreon site and I will read the names of you sponsors off if you if you would like me to. My new sponsors would love that. So if anybody wants to do that, that'd be great. The um, opportunity to get to the point where I have an editor, I'm going to have to get a couple 300 bucks a month. So would welcome anybody any large donors out there to my Patreon site. All right, so let's get to some business here. Didn't really get into a lot of the rule changes that USA Hockey had laid out for this year. As you may or may not know, USA Hockey updates their rules every four years. And then, of course, they add special rules in based on circumstances, you know, as, as, as things go. Four years is a long time to have to keep the same rules and you have to adjust and evolve as the sport grows and changes. Well, this year's rule changes are pretty major compared to what they did in 2017. The change from 2016 to 2017 was not quite so crazy. This one's a big time and I'm only going to just briefly go through them so that you're aware of what's going on on the ice and that you can talk to your coach and that your coach is aware and all this stuff. But I am going to have a representative from USA Hockey on, as well as a referee, and we're going to have a little tete-a-tete about what these rule changes might mean, because they're pretty massive. The biggest one meaning hitting, body contact. It's changed. It's now going to be called competitive contact. So it's not even considered hitting. It's not even anything. It's, it is competitive contact. And with that, that means that the big open ice hits, especially if the puck has left the blade of the other 
player who had possession of the puck, those big hits are gone. Those big hits into the boards should be gone because you have to play the puck before you can have body contact. So there's pros and cons on both sides. Um, pr- take Trying to make the, pl- the, the sport safer, trying to take away those big injuries, cross-checking, so on and so forth. I applaud that very much. Trying to drive a skill game. So if you're littles, uh, you need to get them into small ice situations so that they can start working on their small ice game so they can have competitive contact without receiving any kind of penalties because the whole penalty system has changed now too. Gotten better. Well, I don't know. There's no more five-minute majors. So big so the, with the big hits, since the big hits are supposed to be gone, the five-minute majors are going to be gone. And in their place is you're out of the game and you're out of the next game. So game misconducts, including the one-game suspension, those are going to be laid down all over the place, I imagine, this year as we're all figuring out these rules. So if you are the mother to a child who really likes to hit, you are going to have to talk to that child or all of those fees that you're paying and all of that potential travel that you are going to be paying for and doing may cost you a lot more without being able to watch little Jamie play because little Jamie's going to be suspended and sitting out on the bench or well, not even on the bench behind the glass. So have a chat with your kiddos. I'll get the, uh, the episode together in a couple of weeks so that we've got these guests on to really dig into it. But these first couple of weeks, are going to be a learning period for both the referees and the teams. A lot of coaches may not know this. USA Hockey does a ton of outreach and enablement, but sometimes it doesn't hit everybody, and sometimes people hear things differently. So just just bear in mind there's going to be this grace period going on, but you can help the whole matter by really going over it with your child along with encouraging your coach to really go over it with the team so that you don't have little Jamie sitting away from playing the game after he got a game misconduct and a sussy. So other interesting things is there's no more delayed offsides. So that means that you will probably be going to bed after games continuously hearing that whistle blowing in your head because this is going to continue to stop the flow of the game in my opinion then there's no more icing on a pk which you know eh, it is what it is helps you make smarter plays i'd love to see the the statistics of how many how many goals get scored when d can't send or anybody on the on the penalty kill team can't send that puck out of the zone has to be managing it and how many turnovers actually get created so that if there are more opportunities to score you know really what is what is the purpose of that so anyway there are lots of questions around that there's lots of opinions i already gave you one of mine but um would love to hear yours so send me yours so that i've got them julie at motherpuckers.com so that I can ask them to the referee and the USA Hockey representative that I'm going to have on. But that is big news. So please be aware of that. Got the Winter Olympics coming up in Beijing 2022. And the NHL and the NHLPA came to an agreement 
So they will be going together. There will be 12 countries competing in this. USA and Canada are in the same group, Group A. Finland and Sweden are in Group C. And and, um, it should be interesting. We've got Mike Sullivan, who's going to be the head coach of the Olympics. They just announced the assistance. So it looks like for a couple weeks there, the the Preds and the Pens are going to be the Preds are going to be without their head coach John Hines and the Pens are going to be without their uh, assistant head coach Todd Reardon as they head over to Beijing to coach for the USA. David Quinn, who former BU and Rangers head coach, absolutely no stranger to this type of competition as he's participated in many IIHF programs and uh, competitions in the in the past and then longtime goalie nhl goalie ryan miller is on the staff too he uh led the u.s to a silver in 2010 and yeah that's not hobie baker it's not bad pretty 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 good i want to give a shout out to the canadian women holy smokes after five I'm going to go ahead and say it for my friend Dave. Demoralizing years that the U.S. put to beat down on the Canadians for, for the women's gold. Uh, Canada's Marie-Philippe Poulin came in and got a game-winning, amazing goal in overtime to win 4-3. Congratulations to Canada. That That was quite a goal, and she is quite a player. I always enjoy watching those women play they are so skilled so talented so it was very fun so this week i have i'm going back to my roots i'm going back to my roots to our hockey mamas and i made a dear friend an la-based goalie mom and we met up when i ran up to buffalo to watch some of the uh u.s development camp festivals that were going on and we hooked up up there, and I was able to uh, convince her to talk on the microphone about being a goalie mom. What's it like? And she also resides in the 90210, so there's some good 90210 conversation, which my husband told me that while he was editing for me, he said, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that this is an audience for women who would appreciate that conversation. So I know you will. And we tell stories. We talk about what it's like to send your kid away. And he's going to be all the way across the country for her. But I'm sure that they will be doing all of the fun things that they have planned to stay tight and in close contact. So I look forward to hearing your feedback on the rules. Don't forget JulietMotherPuckers.com. Patreon site will be out soon. So please become your own sponsor and let me know how you feel about the show and i'm going to turn it over to my chat with maggie she's here to talk to us today welcome maggie hello thanks for having me i'm so glad you're here me too what uh what what are you guys up to this summer we're we're recording this in the summertime how's the summer going for you the summer's been good um we we were trying to limit how many hockey events we were going to attend um because my son is leaving home oh uh, he is at the end of the the, uh summer that's big kind of wanted to just stay home and but it, it turned out to be pretty busy Oh, yeah? Tell me, what was the busyness about it? And we'll go back into him leaving home. Um, let's see, what did it start with? Start with, uh, well, Nationals, the season ended late. Right. That, because of COVID. Right. 
How did nationals go? Um, we made it to the final four. <gasps> That's exciting. Yeah. Very, yeah. It was a good end to our season. Yeah, especially the crazy season. Yes. So who'd you end up losing to? Um, Shattuck. <gasps> to Shattuck, the national champions. Well, that's not a bad team to lose to then if they went ahead and, and won it. So right. there you go. Right. And uh, was your son in that game? No, he had played the game before. Before. Okay. So you weren't quite as no. nails no. biting. <laughs> no, it's definitely a different game when your son is not in it. Oh, my it's gosh. Enjoyable. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. All right. So tell me. What three things should the player moms know that a goalie mom goes through during a game? I honestly think they know because they tell me constantly how they feel so sorry for me before a big game, and they all wish or are glad that they're not me. Um, let me see. I don't, uh, like, honestly, I think they all get it. Yeah. I really do. I, yeah. I have a lot of sympathy. <laughs> Um, and you know, I stand off by myself anyway, so that no one feels awkward around me. Right. So I, you know, that seems to be a goalie mom thing. Yeah. They usually sit way far away. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, we're, we're, we we want to stand by our, as long as the boys want you near them. I know some goalie parents, the kids just don't want them, their parents on the glass. Right. Um, mine happens to like it. So all the other parents are pretty much on the other side. They want to see the team scoring the goals. Yep. And I'm, you know, off to myself on the other side, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And um, do you videotape all of his games? Yes. Okay. And, you know, one of my favorite all-time goalies is Jonathan Quick. So in L.A., does he have any kind of involvement with your program or? Quick himself does not. Okay. Um, he, I, I, I would have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure it's, out there that he there's a quote where he said he would never be a goalie coach because he doesn't think he plays the position correctly oh wow he's just that has he looked at his stats he's just super (laughs) athletic but I think I think what he said was you know those great save like great saves that you see him make is usually because he was out of position in the first place Oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't, I mean, Jackson would have loved to have any kind of instruction from him, but he's still pretty involved in his, his His career career right now. Yeah. maybe, Maybe afterward when he retires. He'll do something. He'll do some coaching or, you know. Yeah. In Nashville, Pekka Rene just announced his retirement after an illustrious career with the Predators. And he's been super involved in the community all along. Um, and he was at the rink last week, <laughs> or no, earlier this week. He was, he was there. And um, I think he, you know, was giving a talk on, you know, being in the NHL and all that stuff for kids, kids that were there to young kids. Oh, yeah, awesome. young players. Yeah. That's the time you give back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I bet he, I'm imagining he's going to be giving back in Finland again soon. So, but okay, so then what are the three things that go through your mind when you're sitting in the bleachers or back behind the glass, away from everybody, what goes through your mind other than lots of prayers? Um, you know, obviously, you just want them to play well. So you don't want them to give up the first goal. Right. That might be, that might be number one. Yeah. Um, number two, you do want them to see shots. So it makes me nervous when five six, seven, eight minutes go by in a game and he hasn't seen anything yet. Yeah. That maybe makes me more nervous. 
you know, I think that position needs, they need to get a feel of the game. Right. Um, otherwise, you just have no idea. Right. And then the, then the odd bouncer is going to go right in. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's the third thing? Can you think of something? Third thing, um, maybe toward the end of the game, you just, you know, especially if they're having a good game. Right. Let's hope that that dumb goal doesn't go in and just yeah. puts it like that happened today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened today. He played so well and they ended up winning. Right. But it just left a little sour taste in his mouth that he let in that very last goal. Had he not <sighs> let in that very last goal, he would have felt pretty good about today. So how long does that stay with him after a game like that? Okay, he pre- he can pretty much shut it down. He can pretty much shut it down. I mean, if he's had and he's had games where the whole game was just terrible. Yeah, yeah. That takes a little longer, but it's still it's still nothing that he will dwell on more than a night. Right. Um that's a beautiful skill. Yeah. Cuz that's something that he can carry forever and and every player should have that where they forget the the tough ones and learn from them and move on. But I would think a goalie has to be even more. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely you got to be maybe more mentally tough than anybody else. Right. And so do the parents. So have you ever had a, another parent come up and say, we lost the game because of your son? Have you ever Never. experienced that? I'm sure it's been said, but not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's been pretty pretty respectful and respectful yeah yeah maybe even the opposite like they'll come and say it wasn't his fault yeah or the team didn't play well in front of like every excuse you can come up with right parents would say that to me after a, a bad game right and I'm the one that has to say oh he played terribly yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me I think than anybody yeah. else saying it yeah 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 but you know I always go to there's five people that somebody a skater has to get through in order to, to shoot that yeah. puck and it's, or yeah it's a team's Totally team sport. Yeah. Have you found, um, like, does your son ever say that there's certain defensive pairs that when he knows they come out, he's like, okay, we're going to be solid? Or, like, does he, other defensive pairs where he's like, okay, I've got to stay spot on? Does he, he knows, like, who's coming and who's, yeah. Yes. Knows his personnel. He knows where he needs to be mentally. Without getting him in trouble, yes. <laughs> I don't think I can elaborate more on that. But yeah. Yeah. Or some, he knows when he might be busier, where there might be mistakes that might happen. Right. He's a little more ready, even though we have the puck. Yeah. He'll just be a little more ready because he knows right. there, there might be a turnover. Right. Um, Right there in the neutral zone, right over the blue line, and yeah. a breakaway comes his way. Yeah. What was fun was just talking to him before you and I talked, and how he has different had a, had a specific goal kind of in a game to make sure a certain shooter didn't score on him. Yes. I think that's awesome to have those to know the game, to know who you're playing against, and to know you know what if I come out of this with this and this and this, that's a good good win for me right I guess like mini goals yeah like obviously you want to win but then you have these little mini yeah goals and yeah he accomplished that today so that's so he let in that bad goal he was happy that that one player did not score on him yeah well and so have you ever jinxed him when he's close to a shutout you're like oh he's gonna have a shut and then you clap your legs. I have never done it no but it happens all the time all the time and it it got just this season alone. It got to the point where 
I think I trained everybody around me to not say it or even right. think it. Right. Oh, I know. It's so hard. I've, I've been, I have, I have jinxed a goalie before yeah. and I felt horrible. <laughs> and it was literally within seconds of me saying, oh, looks like we're going to get a shutout. Literally, boom, score. I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, you know what I think it is? Obviously, you didn't jinx him. And it, <laughs> that just, I don't believe in jinxes yeah. or superstitions or anything like that. But I think the players just loosen up a little bit when they know they've got the game in the bag. Yeah. And that's yeah. when those bad goals will just kind yes. of sneak in at the very last minute because there's three seconds left and you're like, okay, yeah. we're done. Right. But no, you're not done. Yeah. Not till it goes, the timer is completely off. Oh my gosh. So the other thing that you shared is that your son was on the, at the Q, the big Quebec Peewee International Tournament up in Quebec, 11 days, I think. And these kids are playing the world, having a great time. And your son was on the team that won it in, when was that been? Four years ago? 2019. It's only two years ago? 2019. Yeah. Was the, oh, Peewee. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Two years ago. That's awesome. What an experience. That was an experience. That's something I don't think any of those players will ever forget. Even the kids that didn't win. Right. That that tournament is just very special. Oh, yeah. It's just such a cool thing. It's like a mini Olympics. Right. I mean, I don't know what the Olympics feel like, but feels like it it must be like that. It's got to be. Kids from all over the world. Right. Um, Obviously, this was pre-COVID, thank God. Yes. We got lucky. Yes. Um, um, But, yeah, kids all over the world and... Just being in such a beautiful city. Yeah. We're there for so long. Right. It was just fun from top to bottom. And the icing on the cake was them clinching that championship. That was pretty cool. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then fast forward to a couple weeks ago, you were in Nashville and it was another world world, um, tournament and not as many international teams were able to come because of COVID, but we did have a team from Kazakhstan and we did have a team from Canada and your son was able to play on that also on the tournament championship winning team again, beating the world. So that's not bad. Yeah. That was a fun week. And I, it's funny bringing up the cue. This tournament was the, the next best thing. The yeah, way they ran it like we were oh. super impressed with the whole production. It was a fun tournament for all the boys, and uh, it was so well done. It, it'd be fun if all tournaments could be that way, but yeah, you know the the, the concert before the game, oh, the yeah. lights and the yeah know, that it was a pretty fun week, and they did it. You know that's what you they you did know, it right. If you do a tournament in Vegas, you would expect it to be a certain way, and tournament in Nashville, you would expect it to be a certain way, and that's they definitely lived up to that. Yeah. Hype. And you know, from what I understand, it was supposed to be elsewhere, and they made the change a couple of months before, so they made the shift and lined up that whole tournament really nicely. I'm actually going to interview the guys who run that um, company, that organization, because I agree, it was such a well-done tournament. And it was super fun. And it was very organized. There's a lot of these tournaments so organized. that are not organized. Yeah. You've got, you know, one referee. Yeah. Um, no communication. Yeah. You have no idea who's playing where, when. Right. These guys had an app. And they had their website. And it was constantly, it was real-time updated. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. And now, here we are. So I traveled up to... Buffalo, New York for the USA Hockey Development Camp. 
and like otherwise known as the festival. And your son is up here with really high level talent. How's he feeling? He's feeling good. It was a rough couple first days. Um, The goalies get here four days earlier. Oh, so you're already coming into the week knowing it's going to be long. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was it was a grueling first four days. Um, the guys didn't have a lot of free time. Um, they were just they were just kept on this really strict schedule. They were on the ice a lot without shooters. Oh yeah. And it was grueling for the parents too because we like seeing our boys make saves. Right. All they're doing is just skating and doing these just little drills, and it wasn't super exciting for the rest of us either. <laughs> But then all you guys come in, and now the party got started. <laughs> the party got yeah. started. Yeah. We closed down a bar a couple nights ago, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe tonight, too. Maybe know. tonight, too. That was a good spot. It's funny when they turn up the music super loud, yeah. and then they start putting up the stools, and we're looking around. Wait a minute. I guess yeah. we're supposed to go. Good way to get us out. Yeah. Start taking the stools from yeah. underneath us. From underneath us. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, from this camp, you know, does your son, you know, I, I would imagine every, every little boy and girl dreams of playing for their country, but this is an opportunity that he gets to be looked at by the people who make those decisions for who they choose to play for the United States of America. How would that feel? Um, it's kind of a new feeling because he didn't, when he got into hockey, we were not a hockey family, so we didn't know what lied ahead. That's why you let him be a goalie, because you didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, so when we started, I, I didn't know about Quebec. I didn't know about Brick. I didn't, right. I didn't know any of these things. because I didn't have my podcast going yet. Yeah, see? That's why I've got my podcast. I had no idea. So we were learning about what, what lied ahead, like maybe like a season beforehand. Right. So all this USA stuff, we didn't really know until like about a year ago. Right. So he's had a year to kind of like get excited for it and and now it's what he wants to do yeah Um, oh yeah so now he's already looking toward next year and possibly having to do this again and yeah yeah it's a lot but in that year between now and that time you're sending him away I'm sending him away. He's sending himself away. He's sending himself away. He makes all his hockey decisions. I have nothing to do with it except to drive him there. Oh, wow. That's very mature. Yeah. I mean, this was his choice. Like, we knew baseball. We knew basketball. We knew um, uh, baseball, basketball. What else is there? Football. Um, He didn't – he played those sports starting at, like, age four or five. Right. But it was at age six he's – just didn't want to do those sports anymore. He just wanted to play hockey. Nice. So I let him quit baseball. And right. My husband was upset about that. Yeah. Because he doesn't know hockey. Right. So oh, yeah. We didn't know, like I said, we didn't know what we were in for. Right. But now we're so happy because hockey it's is so such awesome. an amazing sport. It is. And, you know, we, we were fans of it. We would watch right. the Kings. Right. But it, we didn't understand the sport as well as we did those other right. additional sports. Right. Um, so we're glad he made that decision. That was all him. That was all him just begging to play, and I I gave in and drove him out and let him play. That's amazing. And he's going to the – he's at the highest level. So from starting from that point, again, in Southern California, where it's not as easy to get to that – to the competition, you have to travel everywhere. How how will you handle with him playing across the country – 
Are you going to travel, watch games still? What do you, what do you think I you're going to do? I haven't planned that out yet. I don't know. I don't know how, I mean, obviously I can't travel to everything. Right. So this will be part of the transition. Figuring it obviously out. Obviously him not living at home is a transition and then him playing without me behind the glass is going to be a transition. Right. I'm sure he'll do fine. There's a lot of great kids on that team. So yeah. like the good humans. So yeah. he's going to have a good good yeah. foundation of of family there. I guess yeah. friend family. Definitely going to be his new family and I'm I'm sure it's it's going to be just as just as good as me. Yes. Don't yeah. No it won't be. No, it won't be at all. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear. I'll check in with you in like October, November and uh and see how he's doing. I know you're going to probably have a tough time of it, right? Yeah. And now I don't know this. Do you have other kids? I do have I have a 13-year-old boy who does not play hockey. Okay. Um so that that makes the scheduling a lot easier. Right. He actually hates hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> it's a, such an all-involving sport, so I, I imagine that. I, I, you know, he, I think, is looking forward to having some one-on-one on one schedule time. being yeah. not part of his daily life anymore. Yeah, he'll I miss bet. his brother, but not the hockey. Right, right. Well, so um, when he leaves. You know, um, how are you guys going to FaceTime? Like, are you already good communicators? Yeah. Like, okay. See, like, if my son went off and went away on his own, I literally wouldn't hear from him until Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> wouldn't. Even look at, look at our text chain from this week. There, it's, it's, yep, 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 yeah, yep, no, yep. That's all he responds with. There's yeah. nothing but that. So I'm glad to hear that you've yeah, got Justin's that. He's a good communicator. He, he likes to express... To me, anyway. I don't know how he is with anybody else, but... Yeah, but you've got that. So that'll probably actually even grow more strong because he's going to need that. I think so. I just, I have a feeling I'm going to be getting up at 5.30 every morning just to be able to text with him before school. School. We're going to have this massive time change. Right. Oh my gosh, that's right. I'm probably going to want to just check in in the morning, so I'm going to probably have to get up pretty early just to make sure I'm there to answer him <laughs> right yeah oh my gosh three hour difference yeah, yeah. that's gonna it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be tough hopefully it's tougher for me than it is for him but you know this is the age and you're not alone there are dozens of moms that we know that are sending their sons off to um find their dreams and excel learn get better you know part of Part of what that send-off is good for is it usually encompasses school and hockey together so that you can focus on both in a pretty strong atmosphere versus having to be home and then run to the rink and run back and then go to the high school or, right. you know what I mean? Well, so exactly why we're doing this. And I think that's probably why most kids do it. Like I'm, I'm learning it's not just California kids that are leaving no. their own clubs. It happens all over. All over. And I think it's for that reason exactly. It's it, it gets to the point where hockey is so time consuming, you start missing school. So you kind of need it to be all inclusive, right? So that you can get the best of everything. Everything. Yeah, and it gives them a little bit more normalcy too, because yeah. they actually will have more free time. They will, and they'll probably be able to to participate in like the school events. Right. Is, they know, wouldn't at home. Hasn't no. Been able to do at home no. since he started hockey. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same. Wow. Well, so, all right. So, um, how much? How many weekends a year would you guys travel in LA? 
Um, during the season? Yeah. Um, it varies. So the Quebec year was his first triple A season. Okay. And I'd, I'd guess we were doing like four to five trips a season. Oh, goodness. We doubled that this COVID year. Oh, yeah. Because we couldn't play games in California. No. Yeah. We would have to like drive to Vegas. We would do that drive quite a few times. Drove to Arizona. Um, those were like our home yeah. rinks, I guess. Yeah. And then there was just a ton just coming out East Coast. Yeah. So there was a lot of travel just this year. But normally I would say four to five trips, wow. like a heavy season. Boy, ours were 15 to 22 weekends oh, a season we traveled. It was a lot. Um, that is a lot. So from your trips, were there any fun hockey mom stories that you've got? Um, yeah, there was this, this one mom in Denver that I heard the police were called. I don't know if she got arrested. I don't know what, I wasn't there, but it was big news. Everyone was talking about it. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> we were playing, you guys. This was so funny. When I first met Maggie, when we started talking about it, because I missed the entire uh, half, last half of the game. So last half of the second and all of the third, dealing with the police officers God. and the the bathroom Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> and I met Maggie and we were talking and I said, oh, yeah, we played you guys in Denver. And you said something about... Um, or I said, yeah, that was the game that I called the cops. And she's like, oh, I thought that the cops, we thought that the cops were called on us, meaning on the LA parents yeah. for, for whatever reason. What did you guys think? I that because we were playing you guys. Like I thought we were involved. Like, I don't know. It was just big news that since the cops were here and yeah. the, some moms were going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, so if you listen back, I think it's the episode in early February. I should remember what which episode it is. But if you listen back, and I remember a group of the King's moms sitting on the bleachers right when bathroom Brittany is stealing my phone and walking across the bleachers. And if I had known that I could have tackled her physically and taken the phone, it would have been in front of your group of moms. Oh and that would have been like an everlasting story, <laughs> right? What is going on here? And what so of it? Yeah, and so I had to tell Maggie that it was me that I called the cops. It wasn't on them. It was on Bathroom Brittany for my mask. And <laughs> but that's what you get in hockey. Is we all get to like learn and or have have crazy fun times together, and it just keeps going. And yeah. here we are sitting in Buffalo, New York. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. After Nashville. Yeah. I mean, I, we're just gonna always just run into each other. Yeah. It's actually. I, it's I fun. It, I, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So definite bonus of this sport. It is. Yeah. Because the boys are going to, you know, have these friendships that proliferate. And then we've got these parents and the parents are going right. to, we're, we're just going to. Thank God, because, you know, with, with the grueling schedule, we're traveling all the time and we're always at the hockey rink. And, you know, how many times do we tell our other friends, I can't because my kid has hockey. Yeah. So thank God that we have good people we can run into and hang and out with because otherwise we'd have no friends right. <laughs> <laughs> and the hockey mentality of hockey parents is a whole different mentality yeah yeah I always wonder if like traveling baseball because there's tons of travel baseball teams I wonder if their parents when they sit around in the lobby if all they do is talk about baseball 
and the kids who play baseball. You know what I mean? I almost, because we had a taste of travel baseball. So Jackson played travel baseball the season that he decided to just play hockey. Um, and those those parents were definitely the craziest I've, to this day, have seen. I agree. So yeah. we played baseball when we were young, too. And the parents were insane. And when we got to the hockey, we're like, okay, these people are a lot more normal. Yeah interesting i may have to get a baseball mom on and interview her yeah i think it's because we don't scream through the glass because we know our kids can't hear us i scream oh do you (laughs) i I don't i'm deathly quiet but (laughs) yeah but you're a goalie mom it's a whole different thing being a forward mom (laughs) it's very very different yeah um but but i I, honestly there's that barricade i kind of think it's oh interesting events from too many parents just yelling. Because with baseball or basketball, there's no, there's True. no barricade. Yeah. So if you want to yell something at your kid, you can. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you can't help yourself. Oh, when my son was young, my husband would have me yell. Because I have this huge cheerleader voice. And he'd be like, yell at our son to skate. Okay, <laughs> skate! And then he would hear me. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he necessarily do it. Parents yelling at their kid the same thing. Yeah, shoot! <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Didn't think about shooting. Um. Okay, so when I met you uh, in Nashville and I asked what part of L.A. you were in because you were, were, were from San Diego originally and you said Beverly Hills, does everybody do what I do and go, oh, nice. Yeah, is that kind of. <laughs> Beverly Hills, kinda. And then nice. I, I was born and raised in the Valley. So I'm oh, definitely a Valley girl. A valley girl. And just, I'm just in Beverly Hills because that's where my husband wants to live. To live? <laughs> So I'm picturing, you know, women wearing head-to-toe Gucci, walking their big standard poodles with the full fluffies. It is very stereotypical. Is it? It is. But you love it. It's beautiful. I do. I I love it because we're we're in a a pocket where it's just really quiet. Oh, yeah. It's just peace at our house. That's nice. We have this crazy schedule because of hockey and whatever, and I just feel like we're just always rushing. Or maybe that's just L.A. That's L.A. When we left Southern California, all of life slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. So So. we slow down when we get home, which is nice. That is nice. We're away from traffic. We're away from just everything. And you're close to so many things that you don't have to deal with the 405 or... In the middle of everything. Everything is equidistant to us. Okay. But everything is far. (laughs) Oh. So if I'm going to run to the market, it's, it's an hour... Really? Trip easy. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I, when we left San Diego, I, I timed this. So I went and did my Saturday errands, the dry cleaner, just had the baby. So it was, you know, the, the baby, what was the baby store called? That's went out of babies are us, babies are us target in the grocery store. And in California, all of that together would take me about six hours yeah. to do. Right. And then when we left California and we were in Dallas, all of that would take me an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. But that's just the congestion that is there. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so do you know any of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I don't watch it, but I'm just curious. I don't know them, no. But? I see them all the time. You do? They are just always, I see them all the time. Are they just normal yeah, when they're, they're off camera? Normal. But how you just described, they're walking around with their cute bags and their dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're living, their on screen is what you see off screen. Really? Yes. Yeah. Fascinating. It's not a sham. 
That's not a sham. How, how they make their money might be. I don't know. That's, that's you know. <laughs> that's a question. Stories that come out that some of these housewives are, you know, fraudulent, but um, they, they look the part for sure. Oh my God. So the only one that I ever really followed was Megan King because she married Jim Edmonds mm-hmm. and she's from St. Louis and Jim was a cardinal. And I followed her a bit because I kind of knew her through other people in St. Louis. And, and as soon as they started dating, I think it was, I was like, oh, I just don't see that one lasting. And then the spiral that it's taken. Yeah. I feel horrible for those kiddos, but she's back in St. Louis. So hopefully that normalizes life for her and her kiddos. And right. Yeah, it looks like she's put herself back together pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. But, oh, my goodness. I just, it seems like you do any kind of reality TV show, you should not anticipate that your relationships are going to last. Right? (laughs) Just, I don't know one that's still going. It's, yeah, it's not easy. No, no. It's hard enough without cameras and and people's opinions online and everything. So. I give those people credit. They're making a living like the Kardashians, making a living, putting their whole private life. Yeah. They're really like... Speaking of the valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have not seen them yet. You have not? I've seen a Kardashian in person yet. No. That's fascinating. So I, that was the one reality show. I watched Kardashians and I watched, um, I watched The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching this current Bachelorette because she annoyed me. But I only watched the cat Kardashians because I wanted to see their clothes that they were wearing. Yeah. And how, because they each have such different body shapes it was fascinating to me to watch how they dressed and how they would dress like so over the top to run to the grocery yes. store or whatever. Right. I thought it was fascinating. I love it because I love clothes. I love fashion. Up for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would never. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. So I did like it for that. And I also loved how Kris Jenner was so like, I think she's awesome. I, a lot of people hate her and they think that she's like this tyrant or whatever, but she was always so funny and goofy on the show in like, um, in an engaging way. Like it wasn't fake. No. I mean, this is an important lady, but she didn't take herself that seriously. Yeah. Just goof on herself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated that because she was just kind of letting it loose. So, all right. So now what are you going to do with your extra time next year? That you're going to have on your hands. Again, I don't know how much extra time I'm going to have. Depends on how much I'm going to travel. Right. So if I'm traveling twice a month, yeah, there goes my free time. Yeah. But in the evenings, you're not having to go to the rink. And... No. That will be nice. So yeah. I'm just going to focus on my youngest. Yeah. It's now his turn. It's his so turn. Whatever he needs, whatever he needs I, I don't uh-huh. have the excuse now. I can't because we have to drive your brother, brother to hockey. Yeah. Well, so okay. Then maybe we'll be able to plan a girl's trip or something. Yeah, we'll sure. do that with, with a free time. Well, cool. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks, I won't keep you from uh, getting back to seeing your son here at the USA Hockey National Festival for all those fun kids that are here. I think it's, what, 180 kids about yeah. from all over the country. It's top-level talent. So it's been really fun to watch. It's That's great. for sure. Yeah. And it's just getting started. And it's just getting started. But except for you, well, you've been here a week. Yeah, we're in the middle of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the games have begun today, so fun time. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Maggie. And I will obviously be seeing you around. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Maggie. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see you. I think I'm seeing you in a couple of weeks. I'm super excited about that. I do have one last thing I want to share. And that is my hockey rankings is out. But they take a few weeks so that they can check, you know, um, strength of schedule, who's winning, who's losing across the board before they are able to actually start doing the rankings amongst the age groups. So please be on the lookout for that because that's how you can kind of see who's where things are shaking out, who's playing who and who's doing well and who you're going to be playing up against. And they have a lot of nice information and stories on their site as well. I am uh, looking forward to next week's episode. I haven't done the interview yet, but as a friend of mine that I we were used to be neighbors, and she just wrote a book called Raising You While Becoming Me. And oh my goodness. So we're going to be doing a little momming talk, a little parental talk. I think it will be fascinating for you because I got her book and I literally could not put it down. Read it in two days. Boom. Read it. Loved it. So that will be our episode for next week. And like I mentioned before, please email me your questions about the rule changes, your thoughts on them. Julie at motherpuckers.com. And please uh, take a listen to last week's episode as well. And I will see you at the rink.